I just, I just can't think of a tool that's more important to invest in than invest in class technology because the return on your investment is exponential to anything else that you do, right? Like if you're on great technology that's seamless, that's easy to use, that's powerful, that um, can automate, you know, various processes that provide you visibility of cash flow, that creates uh, where, where you can have powerful reports that are um, meaningful for your business. There's nothing more meaningful than that in terms of your ability to scale your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Business Savvy, our educational podcast for field service and home service business owners. I am your host, Nick Worker. Now, the spring season is fast approaching, and we know that Q2 will be a busy time for many of the business owners listening to this podcast. So with that in mind, we wanted to highlight a company that can help those running HVAC, electrical, plumbing, and refrigeration businesses navigate these next few months. In this episode, we're going to be taking a closer look at the BuildOps software. And we'll be getting info on BuildOps from someone who knows the software better than anyone. BuildOps co-founder and CEO Alok Chanani is here with me today. Welcome to the show, Alok. Thank you, Nick. Uh, very glad to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. So, uh, can you introduce yourself to the to our audience and tell us a little bit about uh, your business background and and uh, like where you uh, came from before BuildOps? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Nick, my background is um, is actually ex-military. I served in the in the army uh, as an officer. I basically ran um, a 12B combat engineering unit, and then it did a tour ultimately overseas uh, in Iraq in 2006 and 2007. <clears throat> at which point, I actually ran a uh, I ran a unit. <clears throat> for the military that was responsible for transporting uh, large amounts of U.S. currency around Iraq to fund um, many things, but largely to kind of work with contractors and, and fund larger scale construction projects. <clears throat> and then um, that was uh, I was basically terminated at the end of kind of 07, um, came back to uh, Los Angeles after finishing up a, a, a degree um, uh, from basically from, uh, from a, a business school out, out in Philly. And um, then I launched my own sort of real estate development slash general uh, contracting firm and really built that up over a period of several years um, and, and just focused really heavily on large, lots of larger scale commercial projects, kind of stemming from some of my experiences overseas working with contractors um, and worked on everything from multifamily structures to larger scale condos to um, grocery anchored uh, retail facilities uh, to hotels. Um, and as I've done that over you know, a period of, of many years, I think the thing that stood out repeatedly was just the lack of software for the commercial service and project market that was truly all-inclusive and these were just some phenomenal businesses like and these were a lot of close friends of mine as well um, that had these super successful you know mechanical electrical plumbing fire sprinkler type businesses and they're working as trade contractors and there was platforms out there for you know large general contractors and platforms out there that focus really heavily on the residential side 
um, for you know very quick kind of one-off jobs. But there was really no platform in my mind that I saw that was truly best in class, modern, intuitive, easy to use um, for these businesses that were you know incredibly successful, profitable businesses that did incredibly complex work, um, but didn't have the technology that was on par with the with the type of work that they were doing to allow those businesses to truly scale and and be you know very profitable um, or more profitable than they could be otherwise without great technology and you know some of the stuff I saw was like and it still exists today like you know you may not have a website maybe it did um, built literally if you look it up you know some of these platforms were built literally in the late 80s sometimes earlier 80s before the internet was even a thing um, and still in existence today for businesses doing 10 20 30 you know uh, tens of millions of dollars in top line revenue, sometimes potentially, you know, significantly larger than that. Um, and so I teamed up uh, with uh, uh, two co-founders that I was uh, new for a period of time, uh, launched build-ups <clears throat> um, to really build a platform out for the kind of commercial market. And um, we've just been incredibly fortunate uh, over the last uh, you know, four plus years uh, to be able to grow uh, almost kind of exponentially and um, serve our customers and make a huge impact on the lives of customers and, you know, put ultimately time and money back in their pockets in a very concrete and meaningful way. Um, and at the same time, you know, bring people into the build ups team that are just incredibly passionate and dedicated about what we do. Um, across basically every role in the business. And it's been a humbling and eye-opening and um, I think really, really incredible experience um, for all of us to have the opportunity to make, you know, such a massive kind of impact on the lives of our customers. Yeah, so I want to I wanna talk about the impact. Um, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, other platforms kind of fail to meet the specific needs of, uh, of, of companies that like what we're talking about, refrigeration, fire sprinkler, uh, HVAC, plumbers, things like that. Um, so what are some of the biggest problems that that you and BuildUps help to solve for these, you know, business owners, business owners running these, uh, these field service or home service companies? Yeah, um, I think one, you know, is we see quite a few of folks that we work with are, you know, they're coming from all different places. They may be on an archaic legacy platform, you know, built, um, you know, kind of uh, before, you know, cloud-based SaaS was really a meaningful thing and built really on-prem and sort of artificially shifted to the cloud <clears throat> or just like a really archaic legacy platform that, you know, still looks like that or a combination of a variety of disparate solutions because they use Excel for quoting and Word for pushing out uh, potential quotes and then texting for communicating real time in the field and then they use xyz for pushing out invoices in their accounting erp and then they might use something you know some third party point solution for forms and form management for example or you know maybe there's still a significant amount of paper that exists in the business um, it's really kind of a wide variety of, um, of of sort of different situations that i would say or Kind of customer demographic comes from 
but um, I would say the, the one thing that all of them have in common is they want to dramatically improve the overall efficiency of both their back office as well as their techs out in the field. They want the techs out in the field to be far more productive. Um, they want to minimize the amount of time that they're doing paperwork and actually go out there and service their customers. Um, there's also a really, really heavy focus on, especially with the labor shortage today, on optimizing every minute of those technicians' time for optimal productivity and training and education as well. Um, so, for example, we just you know released a new feature uh, literally just a few weeks ago that is what we're sort of you know uh, I think a few of our customers have joked is sort of like TikTok for for build ops that's customized and built for short training videos for senior technicians to train junior technicians. They're actually attached at in the mobile app to the individual asset. So you literally show up, you're working on a particular asset, and you can see immediately here's a number of videos of work that was done prior on this particular asset, and even coaching and training videos that may be relevant um, as you're working on this asset or an asset of this type. And so educating the technicians, being super simple and really intuitive and easy to use is incredibly important. You know, on average, I would say the majority of technicians will, will probably be 80% functional on everything they need to do on the Buildhouse mobile app to close out a job, to track their time, um, to, to uh, capture the relevant information that they need to be able to communicate back and forth with the field in, in literally from the first time they see the Buildhouse mobile app um, to an hour later, right? So like um, that is a very large piece of how we think about the platform is it's great that you have this very powerful and robust technology, but if it's not incredibly simple, easy and intuitive to use, um, you have, you know, you've lost 80% of the power of the platform because you're not capturing the relevant data to provide meaningful insights for owners to, to very quickly look and say, oh my God, you know what? My between, between the average time I close out a job and I push out an invoice is seven days. Wow. Why is that? I just lost a week of cash yeah. flow, right? Um, and then we all know that the longer you take the bill, the higher the probability you may not get paid. Um, and the flip side of that is the longer you take to push out a quote from when you identify a potential issue, it also you know, allows the competition an opportunity to come in and quote that job as well. So you know, it's kind of that the expression, you snooze, you lose, uh, that's absolutely true on the quoting side of the equation. And you have to be able to deliver high quality, real-time quotes um, you know, we like to say some 24 hours for most service, even kind of medium-sized, uh, small, smaller projects uh, as, as quickly and expediently as possible. And if you have a tech out in the field and they have identified an op opportunity to potentially, you know, uh, deal with a deficiency on, so, uh, let's say, a pull-through job or a maintenance issue, being able to capture most of that information, push it out to the back office to validate the pricing, and then kick that out via a very simple, easy to use DocuSign type interface where that the customer, let's just say it's Costco or Walmart or uh, a hospital chain or, or whoever that kind of end customer may be, can look at all of the information, reject or accept the quote simply with the touch of a button and maybe input a PO number. Just that super simple workflow as opposed to printing out a document, signing it, sending it back. That just customer experience, right, is also incredibly critical um, for the success of our customers, especially in a post-pandemic um, 
you know, I think environment where there is an expectation now that you're operating truly digital, which, you know, may or may not have been as much the expectation in 2019 or prior. So it sounds like it's, it sounds like a soup to nuts solution um, where, where you sort of start at like, uh, and I do want to talk about this is like um, doing a new client intake uh, with build ops, but I want to talk specifically about scheduling and dispatching because when I speak to field service business owners and uh, and companies like what we're talking about, that's where they have a lot of trouble is is dispatching the text when they're out in the field to the next location that they need to go to if it hasn't been scheduled or if an emergency comes up. Um, so that's that's where I see the headaches for like the field service home service companies. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about how Build Ops is able to simplify those processes? Um, and maybe uh, make it a little more efficient for business owners? Yeah, absolutely. So scheduling and dispatching are, um, are, are areas that are kind of really integral to the core workflow, the operational workflow of the platform. Uh, they absolutely cause major headaches for field and home service companies. <clears throat> and um, our underlying goal is to, to simplify those processes for business owners and their staff in the, in the most seamless way possible. Um, in terms of you know, kind of the layout and the structure of how we've managed that, we've, we've actually been able um, in a real field environment to take the average time to schedule and dispatch a job from, um, you know, numbers that we've seen range from five to anywhere to 12 to 15 minutes um, to be able to actually push out a real time kind of scheduling and, and, uh, and dispatch to the actual technician um, and, and then putting the relevant customer information, capturing that information, pushing that out to the technician to be able to do that in you know less than a minute um, if you have kind of the appropriate information at your fingertips um, and that's just through you know a massive amount of kind of focus and energy on building a very simple intuitive clickable drag and drop type interface um, that is somewhat intelligent especially when you start getting into crews and larger groups and pulling up the relevant people dispatching them immediately uh, and then shooting a push notification out to folks out in the field in tandem with um, a GPS-enabled map that allows real-time kind of potential live tracking of folks out in the field so that you can do that in the optimal way possible. Um, we're also exploring, you know, uh, I think, lots of really exciting kind of innovative ways to continue to kind of grow and develop that part of the platform, specifically on the, on the AI and ML side as well uh, for initiatives. I think we're looking at kind of towards the tail end of the year. That is so helpful because, uh, I don't know, no one wants to, to have to go and like touch home base a bunch of times uh, per day, especially if you're, you know, 20, 30 miles away from, from you know, where the, the headquarters is. Even if you have multiple locations, um, having multiple techs out in the field, um, you just want to make sure that they're getting to the next location that they need to be at. But not only that, that it makes sense for that tech to even go there. If there's someone already in the area, you know, maybe that, that next customer waits another half hour to get there. Um, but I, I also want to talk about, so we, you mentioned before that uh, build ups helps companies get paid faster. And obviously the quicker you can get an invoice to somebody, the quicker that they're going to want to pay, pay it because it's top of mind. So can you tell us a little bit about what build ops does to help companies get paid faster? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, our, our tracking mechanisms, um, the kind of uh, 
underlying sort of notifications in the platforms in terms of the ability to customize um, these notifications and, and shoot them out at periodic times through an embedded uh, sort of AI data analytics platform called Metabase, which is um, incorporated kind of into our platform. Um, and then it allowing basically our customers to immediately be notified for outstanding invoices or overdue invoices. And then also just a very simple follow-ups page uh, that we utilize on the, in the platform that puts it front and center um, and says, you know, here's an opportunity to push out these invoices. It's in, you know, let's say there's call it, you know, four or five different states. It's in a state that where it, it hasn't been um, fully prepared to be sent out yet. This is important. This is urgent. Um, you guys need to get ahead of this. And by locating it kind of in a front and center way and also pulling it and capturing costs um, automatically embedding them into the invoice so that it just takes a few clicks to say, okay, this invoice is properly prepared. I've brought, I have the relevant uh, purchasing information, invoicing information, and now I'm able to push this out in a, in a very quick way. And then to track the life cycle of that invoice until you get paid, um, you know, all of that is, uh, these are these are areas that we've really spent quite a bit of time and energy to build out the platform and the visibility in a way where the UX has made it so easy to track. Um, you know, our customers have, I think, uh, have just given us really positive kind of great feedback on on that process and how it's allowed them to capture um, capture really high quality metrics on what their actual invoice are, how they can improve, why something's sitting in a queue, how they can improve their efficiencies and process. But, you know, I would say at least 50% of this is also process. And so we actually have, in addition to the technology, we have uh, CSMs, customer success managers that have operated a lot of many, many of them who've actually operated in the field and actually come from the industry and are able to sit down with our customers and, and actually walk through the areas on a periodic basis where there's an opportunity for improvement, right? So it's also being educated on the process and then ensure you have the right people in the organization um, that are handing off the invoice process from step A to step B to the right person so that ultimately you can get paid as quickly as, as possible. So I would say this, you know, the, the process of getting paid quickly is a combination of, of really, really good UX design, uh, seamless kind of interfaces, a simple sort of follow-up page that puts things front and center in tandem with constant education, especially in the beginning, um, as we're tracking areas of opportunity on how they can improve their ability to uh, capture cash flow with the part of the CSMs that are dedicated to um, you know, our customers. We will be right back with the show after this short message. My name is Joe Fish. I'm the owner of Victorian Fence, located in Long Island, New York. I've been a ring-savvy customer for five years. They're very professional. They know exactly what to say. And when customers call, they have no idea that it's a separate answering service. With a product like Fence, if they don't get a live person, they're just going to call the next Fence company. With Ring Savvy, I never miss a potential new customer. 
Ring Savvy is an extension of our business. I like to answer my phone, but during those real busy times of year, I can let it ring on my cell phone one time. And if I'm not able to get it, it will be forwarded to Ring Savvy or a professional sounding person will answer and take my phone call. Ring Savvy really helped me to be present whether I'm at work or at home. My kids are young, so when I'm home, I don't want to be on the telephone and trying to resolve their issues. Ring Savvy has definitely given me a better quality of life. You know what I love most about um, your invoicing is that it makes it seem to me that like you can't forget anything. Um, and I used to work, I used to work for uh, my thing when I was a teenager is I worked for a, a bunch of pizzerias and uh, I was either delivering or I was behind the counter making pizza, all this stuff. But sometimes I would have to help people at, people at the counter with the uh, like the POS system. And uh, on certain days, I'll give you a good example, was like a chicken parm night. If you came in and you order a chicken parm on like a Wednesday, um, you get a, a soup or a salad. And I don't remember if it was dine in, you got a glass of wine or if it's dine out, you get like a, a dessert or something. And the way that it build in the system was it wouldn't let you close out on a Wednesday, no matter what, uh, if you didn't enter that person's choice of super salad and the dessert. So what I'm thinking of here is like, if a, if a technician goes to bill out a job, um, it'll automatically ask you what materials you use so that you don't forget to bill for the materials. So this way you're not losing money on a job. If a technician accidentally, accidentally forgets to invoice for that or for, uh, I don't know, anything, it can, it can automatically prompt that user to invoice correctly so that you don't lose out on uh, on the money that you spent getting that job done. So yeah. uh, I just, I found that fascinating because it's it it seems to me like you can't possibly mess it up, which is great uh, when we're talking about billing for business owners. But uh, I wanna talk about, so if we talk about users of your software, um, what's the feedback that you get the most that, uh, that, that the users appreciate the most about BuildOps? Yeah, great question. So I think it's the seamless nature of having everything under a single roof is um, is is just really really positive feedback that we kind of hear consistently. Um, the ability to push out quotes in a in a, in a very expedient way and and ultimately you know close more business. Um, a very professional look for their customers, our customers' customers. In terms of the quality of the invoices, the speed of the invoices, the quality of the quotes, um, the capturing of data and information, especially on pictures and photos on jobs that are disseminated appropriately, um, and and provide transparency for our customers and provide their customers, um, and having it all in kind of a seamless, intuitive, simple workflow that's truly end to end, um, and not having to navigate between you know six different solutions um, to kind of to do your job right and, and to operate effectively and then the other very significant piece of feedback i hear across the board is the quality of our team um, i just hear this literally every day like like your team is absolutely phenomenal they're super responsive they um like you know did a phenomenal job of training our technicians and folks in the back office of getting us comfortable and really training and educating us so that we can optimize the full power of the platform as opposed to you know a cookie cutter type solution that 
doesn't work for our business or only works like 50 or 60% of the time. And then, you know, finding out that there's another 40% of the platform that they're not properly utilizing. So um, I think just the extraordinary level of customer service of, of how we go above and beyond for all of our customers in tandem with the all-in-one intuitive seamless nature of the end-to-end -end solution. Um, and then the visibility it provides owners um, for reporting, especially. Like if you can't measure it, you can't grow it, right? So, and while that's sort of like a very, you know, common old adage that uh, people hear a lot, like it's it's just so real, right? So like, like you just, you cannot achieve your objectives if you're trying to go from five to 10 million over the next 24 months. I just got off the phone with a customer that's kind of in that range to, um, you know, customers that are doing 200 and trying to um, streamline operational efficiencies and cut costs and grow their overall EBITDA, but they're, you know, in a pretty strong place on the top line. Um, or they're trying to go from, you know, uh, 30 to 50 on, on the service side. But, um, as you're trying to dramatically grow these your business in a in a competitive, you know, uh, environment, I just I just can't think of a tool that's more important to invest in than invest in class technology because the return on your investment is exponential to anything else that you do in your company, right? Like if you're on great technology that's seamless, that's easy to use, that's powerful, that um, can automate. You know various processes that provide you visibility of cash flow that creates uh, where, where you can have powerful reports that are um, meaningful for your business. There's just like there's nothing more meaningful to that in terms of your ability to scale your business. And you can't if you don't have eyes deep into the different necks of your business and you don't have visibility you know, from an owner's perspective and a management perspective. Um, and it doesn't really matter how big the jobs are and how many people you have and what your top line revenues is, is if you're not carefully monitoring um, what type of growth that is and how that flows to the bottom line. I love that you mentioned that, uh, that the, the best compliments that you can really receive are about your team and the people that work there. Uh, because first of all, even if you have a good product, if, if, if you can't service the customer in the way that they need to be serviced, it's like with any business, you're, it doesn't matter how good your product is. It doesn't matter how good you are at, at fixing a refrigerator. If you never answer the phone or get back to that customer or, or treat them in a, in a, in a, in a professional way, uh, this, no one cares about results. If you, if you can't deliver the right experience and, and educate your user on how to use your platform. So I'd love to hear that your customers really enjoy your team. So I want to I want to circle back to this is the biggest reasons that business owners usually tell me that they don't want to invest in new software is because it's it an old adage you can't teach an old dog new tricks um, it's going to be too complicated to implement my people aren't going to be able to learn how to use it um, it's just going to be too difficult because to implement something from start to finish. Um, I, I can't just like put that into my business and expect it to, to work. You know, we have a way of doing things and it's paper this and, and, and email that. Uh, so I want to talk about 
what the typical learning curve is for using your platform and how your team helps to train business owners and their, you know, their organization on using it so that they can be successful with velocity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really varies based on the complexity and the nuances, um, the size and the scale and, and also the kind of seasonal nature of the business. Some businesses will, you know, just be absolutely slammed in the summertime because business doubles and triples, uh, especially for HVAC businesses and, and um, you know, very hot or kind of humid areas. Um, so I'd say the variability really depends on the scale of implementation, but we have what argue, I would argue are, are, you know, the best implementation folks in the country on our team. Um, we do a really, really tight job of ensuring that this is a this is going to be a successful long-term partnership and that the business that we bring on are the right partners. Um, that is a critical, critical part of kind of the, the, the sales process uh, here at Buildhouse because we're really in this for the long-term. Um, you know, our cost to get a customer on the platform uh, fully mobilized with the right training accounts, the right data, the, the proper training, both for the back office as well as the field, um, the right configurations and all the kind of uh, the appropriate setup and education and then the post training. Um, you know, that is a very significant investment that, that doesn't really pay off for us until several, several years in the future. And so as a result, um, we're really, really looking for long-term partners um, at, at BuildOps. And we are not a, you know, download this on your app, Tinder type solution, where you swipe right, it takes 30 seconds and, and you're good. And then you change your mind, you know, a week later and, and you delete the app. Um, like we are, you know, it, it's an extreme degree of trust that our customers place in us because we're the heartbeat of the platform, right? As the all-in-one, you're by definition, not a point solution. And as a result, you're managing literally the entire service area of the business and then pushing to ultimately, um, we, we consider ourselves ultimately as an operational ERP. So that then will tie an interface to the GL. So I think as a, as a kind of result of that, it's, you know, it's a lot of trust um, that our customers place in us. And we are very, uh, strategic and, and calculated with the timing, um, with the education, with even the training process, with getting early, you know, there might be certain early adopters and maybe there might be some holdouts, um, on the, uh, especially on the, on the back office or the mobile side in terms of kind of training education for um, being open and willing to adopt a new software platform. So all of that is really kind of carefully thought out um during the education process but our goal is really to, to minimize any downtime on the part of our customers and optimize every single minute that we possibly can when we're actually in front of the customers and we do a lot of the heavy lifting on the back end ourselves uh, at build ups and so that and so the the time frame that we spend with our customers are, are, is, is essentially uh, just super high value stuff Right, it's uh, it's for kind of almost like lack of a better word. Um, by the time that we're interfacing with our customers and we're kind of post what we call a discovery phase, and we're implementing the actual platform, at that point, um, you know, we've really have typically we'll have things 
significantly dialed in and and really ready to kind of train and educate and, and uh, optimize um, the time of our customers to get them on the platform as quickly as possible. I'd love to hear that uh, it's not just like a, a plug and play solution that it's really, it's, and it's after my, my own heart, right? Um, everything that I do here with my customers when we, because like you said, it's a big trust factor. I answer the phone calls. I'm, I'm the representative um, of a lot of these persons' businesses. Um, it's the first point of contact for new customers. It's the way that your existing customers get in touch with you. Um, and it's, it's a personalized experience. So even though it might take me a few days to get fully up and running in the way that you want me to be up and running, um, like you said, it's a long-term investment. You know, I, I have no idea what the, uh, what, what year we start to make money on uh, a new customer is, but it doesn't matter because we're trying to keep happy customers, not hostages here. So I totally understand that, that, that outlook. Um, but you mentioned before that a, a new feature came out. I, I, I want to see if I can get a scoop here. Um, is there anything that you might be able to tell us regarding the future of BuildOps? Um, is there any like product development in the works or um, something that's coming out in the near future? Yeah, so we have um, we have a massive R&D team. Um, our kind of product and engineering team is significant multiples larger than any other team at BuildOps. Um, and that's a reflection of uh, our values and how we spend our money. And we are a very product and kind of engineering driven organization that significantly, I would say, over invests um, in, in just building the best possible product for the market. And our belief is that that product will, especially in a market where, uh, you know, people are as close as they are in the, in the commercial contracting space will inherently lead to, um, you know, a business that's going to just grow like wildfire because we we have the best product in the market. Um, you know, um, features that can almost individually be their own businesses oftentimes. So. I love to hear that, that uh, like each of the features could technically uh, be its own app, but, you know, we give it to you in, in an all-in-one solution because that's what, Nobody really wants siloed information and, and siloed abilities of, of you know, separate technologies that you'd have to link together anyway to glean any insights from. Um, but Alok, I want to thank you for joining me on the show today. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and we will be back with another episode of Business Savvy soon. Be sure to check out previous episodes of our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and the Ring Savvy YouTube channel. Also, if you want to check out BuildOps, all of the information about getting in touch with Alok and his team will be linked in the description below. See you next time, everyone.